0: Welcome to the Money with Clay podcast. I am your host Clay and wanna talk some real estate here, wanna talk some opportunity and wanna talk, I think some consumer psychology, some almost just life psychology that in some ways is relatively sad. However, if you look at it and take the information from certain angles, I believe there are some cracks of opportunity out there that are starting to take shape. And for those that are willing and patient enough to take advantage of it and to prepare for it, I believe there's some good things coming and I, I think the writing is on the wall and I should offer up a disclosure. I'm not trying to come across like this is some sort of fantastic discovery on my part and I am some sort of genius for, a, wow, Clay discovered it. I didn't see that coming, I, I, haven't, I haven't heard anybody else bring up any of these problems. No, I, I just, nothing like that, I'm just saying that you have all these pieces that are kind of floating around out there and this article I think does a good job of bringing them together. And so not only from literally a strategic point of view, but again, going back to you know wealth building psychology, what does it take to build wealth? How should you be looking at things? There's some great value from that point of view also. So this article that comes from CNBC Make It and the title Saving for a home is no longer a top financial priority in the US. So right off the get-go, and I'm not trying to insult your intelligence, but if something is becoming less of a priority, that means less people are doing it. And if less people are doing something, well, that means that the market for it is getting smaller and smaller. And when markets for anything are getting smaller and smaller, well, that's going to cause pricing dynamics to begin to change because You know, when tons and tons of people are interested in a product, guess what? You can basically charge whatever you want for that product because tons and tons of people want it, are interested in it, right? There is a big market for it. But as this article is gonna show and as a title already reveals, well, it seems as though the market for real estate is getting smaller and smaller when saving for a home is no longer a top financial priority. Maybe you see where I'm headed with a potential opportunity, but I'll get more into it Uh, as we go, but that's the overall idea is that, hey, you know what? Saving for a home, nah, no longer a top priority. So picking up with article here, a home with a white picket fence used to be a core part of the American dream. Now the realities of paying off increasing levels of debt and saving for a once in a lifetime trip are replacing it. Now this is where the first, I mean, this, this is bad. This is really bad. Now I'm not saying that this is everybody I'm not saying that this is you, but I mean, even for this to be, even for people to have this, this is a really bad wealth building. This is really a bad just mentality to have in general. Now don't get me wrong, I'm all for having fun. I'm all for forming memories and forming experiences. But at the same time, there's that very fine balancing act between, you know what, let's form some memories and you know what, let's form some memories at the cost of a whole lot of other things. And you're saying, well, Clay, who cares? The other thing is a house. That's true, but if you, uh, let, me, let me take a step back. Once in a lifetime trip, that's fine, but a, a trip lasts for a week, a couple, let's just call it a month. Let's say you somehow, because it's a once in a lifetime thing, you save up enough money to go on some, well, once-in-a-lifetime trip and it's for a month. Okay, well, that was one month of your life and you just sacrificed a whole lot, apparently, for one month. Again, I'm all for having fun. I'm all for having memories. Uh, if you're someone with kids, I, I assure you, you can form some great, great memories without needing to sacrifice lots and lots of cash. I mean, you can just go out to your backyard or wherever you live and say, hey, hey son, hey daughter, you wanna do an adventure? Yeah, and then watch your, watch your imagination go and you will have memories, you will have experiences coming at you from all different directions and it's very cost effective. Maybe you don't have any kids. I, I mean, thinking back, the biggest memories I have, I mean, are, are just from sitting around with buddies and with, you know, just hanging out. Nothing fancy. We didn't have to spend an, an inordinate amount of money. And I mean, those are some of the best memories. So to think that out there, some people are saving rather for a once in a lifetime trip, something so temporary, I don't know, it just, That doesn't seem very wise to me, that you're gonna sit there and save, and save, and save, and then poof, that's all gone. And sure, your return on investment is some experiences and some memories. I'm not refuting that, I'm just refuting the fact that there's probably more efficient ways, there's probably much more, uh, you know, from an investment standpoint, better returns on investment that you can get for memories and experiences rather than having to save, and save, and save because once that trip is over, I mean, it's over. Now, the first one, the paying off levels of debt, I, I understand that, that, is, that makes sense, that's valid, I get it, yeah, you, you wanna get your, uh, your debts under control before you would go and take on another debt, such as a house, but the whole once in a lifetime, ah, that, that's a very revealing mentality that people are willing to save and save and save for something that just lasts a, a, as a trip. Picking up with articles, some 81% of Americans currently renting are prioritizing at least one other financial goal over home ownership according to the latest ING international survey. Raising a family, paying off student loan debt, and spending on experiences like travel may seem more realistic for many than buying a home, ING reports. To which I'm not gonna argue into that. I, I fully agree that spending on experiences like travel is more realistic because going on a vacation going on some sort of travel excursion. Of course, in the short term, that is definitely more realistic. But the problem is, if all you ever do is go on excursions and and travel and all that, uh, well, you're never really gonna make any progress from a wealth building perspective. How so? Well, remember, a home is an asset. Now, it's a tricky asset because there are always costs associated with it, but historically speaking, at least those costs, at least, that is going towards something that historically speaking appreciates in value. Appreciates meaning goes up in value. And at least with that, and when you make those payments, you are starting to build equity. And equity is a form of, well, cash. Meaning if, if you were to sell out of your home, then you get that equity and you could put that cash in your pocket. Whereas a car payment, for example, or paying on vacations, again, I, I get it. Well, Clay, you're no fun. I go on vacations for the experience and for the memories. That's great, I, I understand that, but at the same time, all you're doing is, you're basically putting yourself in a rat wheel because you're never going to be able to have any sort of general you know, wealth because you're you not really own anything. Now, I'm not saying that you have to go and buy a house. That, that's not the point. The point is that this whole mentality of, well, What's more realistic? That's what I'm gonna do. Well, of course, going on a trip is more realistic than maybe a home because a home is definitely a bigger purchase. What's not realistic though is you thinking from a time frame. well, it's not realistic because I can't buy a home in the next year, but I can't go on that vacation in the next year. Therefore, I'm gonna go on the vacation. That's my problem is that's a faulty way of thinking is you're comparing apples to oranges. And that just seems as a just, that that seems as a very, unwise justification mechanism to you know, cause yourself to not have any discipline to save for a house because, well, that's not very realistic compared to a vacation. So you know what? I'm just gonna spend that money on a vacation. Okay, like I said, i not saying you have to buy a house, but the thought process there, a little bit sketchy, not exactly what I would uh, you know, associate with somebody that is going to, to save up and you know, build wealth over time. So we're picking up with the article again. Ever-increasing housing costs are a big reason why many are deprioritizing saving for a home. 43% of Americans say the housing market in the US is on the wrong track. And half believe prices will only go up in the next year. A quarter of renters believe they will never be able to buy. Here's the good thing. Now that's all all perspective, right? Because if you own a home, Hey, you don't think the market's heading in the wrong direction. You're saying, this is awesome. However, this is where the opportunity rises because, well, if less and less people are gonna be doing that, if people think it's on the wrong track, and I mean, a quarter of renters believe they will never be able to buy, which, I mean, I won't go down the rabbit hole of, hey, you gotta believe in yourself. Hey, you have to have a game plan. I mean, all that is valid, but I'll just set that aside for now. But the point here being, it's looking like to get a little economics on you here, economics 101, supply and demand. It looks like demand is gonna be tracking off here uh, over the next couple of years, which makes sense because people just either A, can't afford it because of student loans and other debt, um, which is just another, again, I, this is a rabbit hole, I won't go down, but this is one of the tentacles of student loan debt and how the government is totally screwing things up by having gotten involved in the student loan business in the first hand, and I have plenty of podcasts on this. But here you go, here's a tentacle. When people when these student loan debts, which are crazy, and people have to take a, a big part of their budget and put it towards a student loan, guess what? Well that means they can't put it towards other things such as housing. So in a, in, a, in a macro sense, in a big picture, when you have less people that can afford housing because of student loan debts and other debts, well that means that the demand in the real estate market is going to begin to shrink. People, less and less people are interested, as this article shows, less and less people are able, which makes sense from a, the debt perspective. But both of those reasons are gonna cause less and less people interested in buying a house. And if there's less and less people interested in buying a house, hey, if you're wanting to buy a house, that's opportunity. The prices are gonna come down, the prices are gonna correct. And I don't know if I'll go as far as saying that there's gonna be another 2008 type uh, crash, that might be a little too dramatic, but the point is, is prices are coming back down. They will come back down for the simple reason of, well, sorry, there's just not as many people out there that are interested in buying and supply and demand. When demand decreases, guess what? Prices gotta come down to a place where people are actually willing and interested to, to start to get back into the market. So if you're somebody out there that is interested in a home and is saving, just keep on saving, keep on saving Think long term, like you—you know—you've clearly already been. You're not one of these people where it's, well, I have this money, and I can use it for either some sort of investment, such as a house, or I can go on a vacation. Just keep, just keep on saving. Prices are going to come down, and like I said, this is another little crack that's showing. Uh, yeah, the markets are are—they're not, like I said, teetering on the uh, on the form of a total collapse, but. I mean, there does reach a point, and that's just free markets, supply and demand, where it becomes a matter of, these prices are just too crazy. I, I, don't, wanna, I don't wanna pay that, or I can't pay it. So whatever, I'm, not, I'm, I'm taking myself out of the market. Which just goes to show that, see, it's always a catch-22. That's the beautiful thing about economics. You have all these people that are starting to remove themselves from the real estate market, from wanting to buy a house. What is that going to do to the rental market, though. Hey, get ready to pay more in rent. Because the more and more people that move into the rental market because they don't wanna buy a house, yeah, that's gonna cause home prices to go down, but that's gonna cause what? Rent prices to go up. And then eventually, at some point, people are gonna say, this is crazy. I could go and buy a house for that rather than pay this rent. And then things go back and forth. You gotta love the markets. The, the markets, that's why government, just get out of the market, okay? The markets will self-regulate themselves. It's really just supply and demand. So also keep that in mind is if you wanna just, no, no, I'm I'm never buying a house. That's okay, I'm not saying you need to buy a house like I said earlier. All I'm saying to you is just be ready for higher rents. Be ready for your landlord to continue to raise your rents year after year because you know what? That's gonna happen because when more and more people feel like you do, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong necessarily with the, the way you feel, but you just have realistic expectations that you're gonna be paying more year after year after year, because those rents are going up. Whereas on the flip side, for those people that are patient and buy a house, at least that is a fixed cost. To an extent, I mean, you'll have property taxes and home insurance that will fluctuate a little bit, but not like all of a sudden the landlord saying, hey, it's 200 bucks more per month for the next 12 months. Nothing that severe. So, but at least with the house payment, you can lock in that principal and interest payment And that's fixed for the next 15 years, 30 years, whatever mortgage uh, rate you get. Whereas a rental, you are at the mercy of your landlord and you're at the mercy of the rental market, which uh, all, all signs point to only increasing and getting more and more expensive because less and less people even wanna bother buying a house, which means they gotta rent. So that's a very, so from a, if you are in a real estate investor, hey, and especially particularly, of course, if you're a landlord and you do rentals, You're probably already aware of this, so I realize I'm not like uh, blowing your mind, but I'm sure you have been increasing rents. You're saying, wow, I got even more applications. Wow, even more applications came in. I got, there's plenty of people. Why not charge a hundred bucks more? Why not charge 200 bucks more than I was last year? I have that much more demand. I have that many more buyers. I have that many more people interested in my product. Why not raise prices a little bit? That would be the wise thing to do. So there you go, and that is the wise thing to do. Why would you not? You're the one taking on all that risk, letting people live in something else that they don't even own. So you're taking on the risk, with risk comes reward, and part of that reward is you get to dictate what sort of price you wanna charge. And if people you know, don't like that, well then guess what? They can go and apply someplace else, or they can go and buy a house if house prices come down enough. So let the markets regulate themselves. So just keep that in mind. None of this has to do, with, per se, with you have to buy a house but you need to also be well aware of the, the, you know, the market conditions and what that implies for maybe your current strategy of, well, I'm just gonna rent the rest of my life. Cool, that's fine. But those rents are gonna keep going up until housing prices come down enough where others can uh, you know, participate. But remember that, think about it. Let's just look at it from a perspective of, I rent, I rent, and I just wanna rent because I can't afford housing, uh, and therefore, I'm just gonna go on vacations. Well, eventually, when those house prices do come down for the reasons we just discussed, guess what? Now you are stuck in renting because, well, you have been spending money as fast as it comes in on vacations and experiences and all that other stuff. So when the opportunity does arise and you're already paying higher rent, well, guess what? You have to still keep paying higher rent because you can't take advantage of the the fact that housing prices have come down. That's what I mean by patience can go a long way. Yeah, I get it, people don't wanna hear, save for two, three years, save for five years. Are you crazy, Clay? Five years, I can go on like 20 vacations in that five-year period. I know, short-term versus long-term. Bigger picture plan versus kinda I, I want it now, I need it now, gimme, gimme, gimme. So just some things to keep in mind, and I'm not gonna read the entirely uh, or the entire article here, but there's, those were the core points that really, uh, you know, kind of direct, or hopefully will direct your attention in certain ways. That if you if you if you want to buy a house, it, it's coming. The opportunity is coming. You know, the, these prices can't remain this high forever. And when more and more people drop out, then that is just going to make things that much more attractive for you. And then for you rental landlords out there, it's looking like you're going to be able to continue to to raise your rental rates. Uh, for the foreseeable future with more and more people losing interest um, in buying a house and just apparently determining, I'll just keep on renting and I wanna travel. So hey, there you go, landlords. You have some nice rent increases in your future. So hopefully this helped you out. Hopefully maybe this could offer you up some encouragement if you are on the pathway to wanting to save up for a house and uh, you know, you're know you on the right track and you know, you're gonna have opportunities. And now, of course, real estate is always localized, but, Generally speaking, if this, you know, if these surveys and trends hold up, which which they're going to hold up, because college only gets more expensive thanks to the government forcing up prices. Uh, so I mean, that student loan debt's not going anywhere. Um, everybody's still encouraged to go to school, to go to college, and get some sort of, you know, Roman bobsledding, you know, PhD degree that has no market value. Yet they're still loaded down in the debt. So of course, yeah, those people are never going to be buying a house and that's gonna present a good opportunity for you. So, hopefully this helps, like I said, hopefully it offered up some encouragement, uh, and yeah, just be patient, stay, on, uh, your, stay, stay with your game plan, keep on saving, and I'm telling you, opportunity is going to arise. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. Before I go, I wanna just make your attention to a few things. First off, if you enjoyed the show, then make sure to help us out in the iTunes especially if you could leave us a rating. That goes a long way and just assists me in getting the word out there and I I genuinely would appreciate it. Second, if you find yourself